Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Running Things Considered. In this episode, we're hopping back on the international communication cables. And what those are, these really, 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 really long cables that go underneath the sea that connects the internet from North America to anywhere else there is on the planet. I'm not so sure. I just sounds like you made that up, but I know you've talked about this twice. So I'm going to I know. believe you. This is one of my favorite facts. This is my favorite fact. So our guest is over in the UK right now in Sheffield, UK. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, 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 and what we're, I'm really excited for this episode specifically because, you know, we get a lot of runners on, but we also like have some content creators like Ben Crawford and this guy I'm really excited for. He's Alfie Manthorpe, the, one of the co-founders of, uh, did I say that name right? Yeah, that's correct. Was yes, yes. <laughs> One of the co-founders of Trackstow, which is probably the fastest growing, um, you know, track-based social media account that I've, I've been aware of. Alfie, how are you doing, my man? Uh, I'm, I'm doing absolutely amazing. Um, I feel like you've set me up here. I'm probably the most underwhelming guest you've had in terms of running ability. I'm lower than the average guest. In terms of content creation, I'd say I'm lower than Ben as well. No, so He's no. being so like, humble. He's being so no. humble off the bat, but we'll, no. we'll hype him up. We'll hype him up. So you ran 8.16 in the 3K. Yeah, but that bad. was pre-COVID. That's pre-COVID. Yes. He ran 14.19, and he says- Also pre-COVID. Also pre-COVID. So he's probably in 13.55 shape, probably in 13.40 shape. And I don't think Ben Crawford could run that fast. Do you think? No, I can't run that fast. And I know that you've tried to run that. <laughs> it's, that that's a challenging time to it's run. It's a challenging and for the people that, are, that are people that are listening to this podcast, that is an incredible time to run anyways, so- so Nothing to be ashamed of. He's being you bashful. Have earned your way onto this podcast. That is why we reached out to you. So no, I appreciate that. As long as I'm the fastest content creator as well, I think that's that's fine. Yeah, it? that's pretty good. That's if you could good. beat Spencer Brown in a in a five k, would you? I think. So. Oh yeah, I could. He's, Spencer Brown. Nah, he he couldn't even make it to a five k. That's what I like to hear. That's what I like to hear. And so I think on that good note, I think we should go ahead and roll the intro. So I heard BB's ting, yeah? Yeah. My side girl got a 5S with the screen crack. Still hit me back right away. Better not never hesitate. Don't come around, think you're getting saved. Trying to show the dogs bright. Again, thank you so much for getting on the podcast, Alfie. Um, Traxta, for those who are unaware, it, uh, since 2019 has grown to almost 50,000 followers with over 800 posts. Which, and the crazy part for me and why I was so fascinated to get Alfie on this podcast is the rate of content, especially, you know, you're not, it's not like a big team. It's not like you're a flow track and like a corporation, like you're posting multiple times a day on Instagram, on your story. And not only that, you have a podcast. Not only that, you're also on YouTube and there's probably more, but I mean, that's the blog, the blog. You also have a blog, um, the newsletter and so just just like the work ethic of this guy is is absolutely insane and that's that's like i, I love to see it so that's me too that's the main reason how many hours you putting in a week here. on Traxta? It, it probably varies depending on how i'm feeling um <laughs> i'd probably say the most i put in is maybe like i don't even know i'm not that great at maths it, like 60 maybe yeah, yeah probably about yeah. 60 that um probably averages about 25 30 though okay. really because i, I, I mean, work as well at the minute so, oh, you're working, you're working too? as well. What, what, what's your job? I I work as like a marketing and salesperson at like a software company. It's that's pretty a real much job. Like, that's like yeah, yeah. That's insane. And so you're and, and you're also in school, correct? Well, it's my placement year at the minute, so I've got a gap year from school, and then I go gotcha. back in September, and then okay. that's going to be interesting because somehow I've got to carry on my job, training, and I was going to say running. Well. 
running is also a job at that point yeah you're trying to run fast also because you're not in bad shape yeah um Um, well you know when once you are able to kind of uh nail things down i'm sure it'll become a lot easier once you guys grow and you're able to kind of get somebody who can yeah because i I think at this point you're you're starting to uh like create a little bit of a team aren't you or trying to at least yeah, trying to, yeah. I guess starting is probably a bit ambitious at the minute. Um, I need to have a word, a few words of you and Chris Chavez, actually, to be honest, because I need to learn a few things because it's so hard trying to get like content out or like trying to work with different athletes because I'm sure you're yeah. aware. Yeah. I've, we've, we, I've, I've cancelled on the podcast before, haven't I? So it's, it's just a nightmare trying to get people to do content. I know, so I, think- I know. Because <laughs> one thing about, I mean, nothing against pro runners, but kind of in general, like a lot of like dragging their feet, you know, yeah, it's like I agree. the podcast yeah. are like, wait a bit. Because Avery will reach out to like 10 people and he's like, yeah, I didn't hear back from anybody. I'm like, sometimes we like know these people personally as well. Like, I know, it's like, I know. Just respond to a, as a friend, you know, and, and, and then sometimes like a week later, they'll all respond at once. And I'm just like, <laughs> I don't really need it right now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think, yeah, running is, is definitely different, but I think at the same time, it's, getting bigger so they have the opportunity to like do more podcasts i think this is sort of like a newer realm for professional running i agree um, i agree so. um well i think you'd make it easier if there wasn't compliance issues as well yeah oh yeah oh, we yeah. kind of ran into that like last week when we were talking to cooper um cooper was like technically i was supposed to go through the university of oregon today. and there was like someone who he'd like go through them and they would reach out with us we would respond with i'm sure they would like expect us to be like legit i know Being, like send us your w4s or <laughs> yeah. i don't know something <laughs> we'd and, be like uh i just i did think it would have been funny if university of oregon would have reached out to us to like talk about doing on the podcast <laughs> i would have been like this is insane we make, we make poop jokes yeah you know? i know yeah, yeah. <laughs> well uh, but, but before we go into the speed round, um, this podcast is brought to you by Stoke Performance. Um, our friends at Stoke, you know, we're, we're really excited about this uh, this sponsorship because, as I said, we both tried Stoke. We're really big fans of, of this product. And how, how I like to see it is, so it's a nut butter. And one of, one of the, the biggest advantages of having nut butter in your diet is that it's almost like having a multivitamin, um, just like, like in your food. You know, it has... I think every single um, essential vitamin and mineral, except for, I think, vitamin D. Yeah, there's like one that it doesn't yeah, have. It yeah. has 14 of them, I believe. Um, which is, you know, really rare in a product. And not only that, it really it really tastes good. Yeah. I mean, you can I can attest to the fact that it tastes good considering when we were going to run this morning, what did I do? You were just gobbling up and- Gobbling it down. <laughs> with. The, I have my own Stoke spoon in the car currently. And Zay, what do you normally eat if you didn't have Stoke? Uh, that's a great question. I don't even know. What I don't do eat anything. I don't eat anything. I eat like a, a chocolate covered chewy bar. And I think that's going to hold me over. But <laughs> I know that it's actually funny because I had forgotten. That I talked to you about this a couple months ago, but my stomach is so sensitive. And I was like, I want something that's like actually calorically dense that I could just like eat one time and kind of be done with it. And I ate it, what, 20 minutes before we started running. It's true. Like that's great for it's me. Never had a problem. So, yep. and yeah, I will say also as our friends who are trying to you know, grow a brand in the running world. And as a small business owner myself, any sales help. So we do have the promo code, which is RTC. You can use that on stokeperformance.com to get 10% off of your order. It's really good stuff. Cinnamon pecan is my favorite. Uh, I, I like yeah. the, uh, um, what is it? The, the chocolate, the dark chocolate, dark, hazelnut. dark chocolate hazelnut. I, yeah. I think that's probably my favorite. So, you know, if you're kind of on the fence about it, I would say just try it. It's not like super expensive. And as I said, you know, if you think about it as like having a multivitamin and, you know, 
uh, peanut butter replacement. I think it's an amazing product. So give it a try. Use code RTC for 10% off. Okay. Back to it. We got to make our money. Somebody actually DM'd me yesterday and said, Hey, I'm going to run a mile in front of my new college coaches. I'm running division two, but what should I do? And I gave him some advice and he said, all right, that's great. Now I'm going to go and rate the podcast five stars. Cause as everyone knows, we do get a million dollars every time somebody gives us a five star review. And you know what I did? I went to go look if our reviews had went up and they didn't what? So I'm calling you out. Yeah. (laughs) I take back my advice. So I want all the five-star reviews we can get. All the five-star reviews. And if you're thinking about doing a four-star review, what do we say to that, Zane? We don't want it. We don't want it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Back to Alfie, CEO of Traxta. We'll say, I'm just going <laughs> to say that. All right. I made that up for you. <laughs> On to the speed rounds. You're, you're familiar with the kind of the speed round works, right, Alfie? Yeah, I am. I'm, I'm kind of stressed out. But, uh, no, 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 I'm no, CEO no. Of Traxta. It's actually funny. Right when you said you're not very good at math, I was like, that's hilarious because I like wrote the craziest math <laughs> thing in here. I mean, don't expect anybody like every time I write something, 99% of the time, I have no idea what the answer is. You, it, it's, it's so funny on here because you can tell he copied and pasted, copied it, and pasted it from it. Wikipedia because there's still like the uh, like the links inside <laughs> the uh, inside the text. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So whenever you are ready, are you ready? I am indeed, yeah. Okay, three, two, one. What is the worst thing about the United States? I was going to say Donald Trump. But, uh, no, probably still Donald Trump, actually. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I agree. Wow, okay. Yeah, I agree. Um, best thing about the UK? Oh, um, I actually couldn't tell you. Probably, oh, I, honestly, this is actually bad. I really can't think of anything. Uh, <laughs> one thing, anything. This, literally anything. This shouldn't be that. Fish we and ha- chips. We have, yeah, fish and chips. Yeah. There we go. yeah. What is the best fast food restaurant? In the UK. In yeah. the UK. Let's do this. Oh, wow. We don't really have many. Probably McDonald's, which is okay. or Taco right. Bell. Is, is Taco Bell fast food? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we oh, count yeah, it. Yeah. Count it. <laughs> Toxic smell is what I call it. Um, <laughs> what is your favorite uh, running Instagram page? Other than yours, of course. Ooh, wow. Um Birthday Bob. Let's go. Trains, trains with my old teammate, Charles Grethen out of Luxembourg. Shouts out. Um, who's your runner crush? This is your time to shoot your shot. Um, God, I forgot a name. That's embarrassing, isn't it? <laughs> Come on, this is your time. Come on, Alfie. Um, no pressure. Nessa Fraser. Nessa Fraser. Charles. She okay. had two broken legs recently, I feel like. Yeah, and that was like the most awkward Instagram post I've ever seen. Uh, yeah. Just her just two, double booted up. Dude, <laughs> I thought about her just like in like grocery shopping. Yeah. I'm like, that probably looks insane. I know. Um, would you eat Rocky Mountain oysters? I don't know what they are, so I'm going to say no. You're going to say no. Those are cow testicles. Um, <laughs> how much did the world record for the biggest pizza weigh? I do know the answer to this. Wow. Uh... 270 kilograms. I don't know what that is in pounds, by the way. Yeah, um, it's 26,000 pounds. Not sure what that is in kilograms. Should have done that, but it was done in South Africa. That's really big. I almost then went to what is the biggest hamburger, but I was like, that's so stupid. Um, (laughs) What is the best place to go on a date in the United Kingdom? Wow. See, that's even worse because there isn't anything. You could take Nessa Frazier there. Probably Nando's. I'm gonna say Nando's. All okay. that crazy golf, something like that. Okay. Oh, golf! I like that. All that's right. like it's like out of like a rom-com. That's right. You know. Okay. This mathematical theorem 
is a fundamental relation in Euclidean geometry among the three sides of a right triangle. It states that the area of the square whose side is the hypotenuse, the side opposite of the right angle, is equal to the sum of the areas of the squares on the other two sides. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that would be, of course, the Pythagoras theorem. Yeah, yeah, I knew that yeah, one, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Pythagoras theorem. <laughs> A squared oh, is Q squared. squared. Geometry. That's funny. Oh. Like, I don't know what okay. any of these words mean. Well, Hypotenuse? Like, I do know. That's the longest side, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you've okay. got to... All right. A squared yeah. plus B squared equals the hypothesis. There we go. Equals C squared. C squared. That there. is the yeah. Pythagoras theorem. If wow. I would have just said that, you would have known. <laughs> um, and of course, we ask all of our guests, um, and as he says the answer, everybody get their phones out and uh, buy some stock. What is your favorite apple? I'm going to have to go with Gala. In the end. Gala, Gala apple. I don't think we've ever had Gala before. I think somebody said it okay. before. I like Gala. Gala is a solid one. Gala is definitely a solid one. They, my mom used to get it to me because she liked the name. Oh, really? Yeah. That's why I chose it. It sounds oh. healthy. You Are you going to name your daughter Gala? Yeah, it's it's Gala and then uh, with the... Uh, Pink Lady? Her brother, <laughs> <yeah>. Gala <laughs> Pink Lady and uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson Jr. Yeah, that would be Not good. that I'm related, but I think that should just be a cool no. name. You yeah, know? you look. You actually look really alike. I know. That's what I get. I was like, uh, sometimes someone like, 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 oh, sorry, I thought you were The Rock. And I'm like, oh, I get yeah, that a lot. He lives like 20 minutes from here. It's crazy. He does. Yeah. Enjoying those low, low Georgia taxes. That's right. That's right. <laughs> They're high for me, but very low for somebody who's yeah. got a billion dollars. <laughs> well, I think it's about time to get into the heavy questions. It's about that time. The heavy hitting questions, Alfie. And so okay. you, you were, you were kind of on a roll on the speed round a little bit. And so it's just only going to get harder from here. Yeah. All right. You okay. thought the Pythagoras theorem question was hard? <laughs> <laughs> We got some advanced oh, mathematical mercy. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, Alfie. Are you ready? Remember, these I guess questions, so. for those who haven't listened to the podcast. Which would um, be insane if you didn't, because what we learned today is 88% of podcast listeners listen to all of the podcasts from their favorite podcast. That was a fact we had. Yeah. I see. So, as I said, these questions have to do with you somehow. And if you have no idea what we're talking about, you can do some mental gymnastics to probably find out what we're what we're trying to get at okay now this first one i don't know if you can do mental gymnastics for it because i'm just kind of betting on it <laughs> you ready yeah who won the u20 european 100 meter title in 2019 so it wasn't i never came i never medaled chad miller medaled um we want the winner we want the winner <laughs> No, I don't know. I'm you have to, to yeah. know. You have to know. The women's or the men's, did you say? Men's. Oh, the men's. Yeah. Oh, we didn't specify that. That's what the sex is. <laughs> I, I, I should know this, shouldn't I? Um, Italian. He's Italian. He won the... Did he eat? Oh, no. I don't know. I'm it's uh, it's <laughs> Lorenzo Paisan. Paisan. And the, the reason you're like, you're like, who the heck is that? Why do we ask you? This was the first ever Traxta post you ever made. Really? In, in July of 2019. Wow, that, you did some digging. I'm, you, I'm proud of you. you. I mean, I was, I, was just, I was just doing that thing where I was on Instagram. I would just scroll, load, scroll, load, scroll, load for maybe like accidentally 35 like, minutes. Accidentally like Nessa Fraser's post from 2012. <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh, embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> it happens to but, all of us. 
but so yeah so that was just your first ever post you know i mean you've made what, what was it like 600 posts since then I so you said 800 800 sorry well that one got copyright strikes to be honest so i, was, I wasn't sure like that that's <laughs> oh, in my memory. i guess we could yeah speaking of that i mean do you get copyrighted a lot like i know that that was a big issue there for a for a second with uh the benevolent overlords here in the united <laughs> states in austin texas so I, I got i've got like a little story basically this is quite funny actually so the first time we ever got copyrighted was of course on flow track um we made an edit of drew hunter's comeback in the dmr uh drake mm, relays pen relays. Yeah. relays yep um they copyright tracked that obviously um so then i was like okay i need to be more careful youtube time i made sure total running productions already had a video on this and i made sure other people already had a video i used their footage flow track copyright striked it um whoa i I, so, I think the, the, the rules about um, copyright striking, and I learned this from an H3H3 podcast because apparently Ethan, Ethan Klein has like a cornerstone case in copyright laws. And it's like, if you use someone else's footage, you like have to critique it or add on to it in a certain way, you know? Yeah, fair use, yeah. Fair use, yeah, the fair use, yeah. use laws. And then they've done it again, which I think is like responsible for why the YouTube, well, actually it's probably just like a, like a like a naive way to think about it but like ever since our second copyright strike our youtube views have like halved like more than halved like massively so you got and literally blacklisted or what do they call it shadow banned yeah i'm, I'm shadow pretty sure about shadow banned yeah. but like literally it was fair use completely fair use uh, and it was like a tiny bit of the clip as well it wasn't even like the full clip and it wasn't even from flow track it was from bbc but they had third party rights in the in the usa oh, um man. so they did that and then we had to appeal it and YouTube said it wasn't fair use, but it, well, I don't think it looked it. And then now we're speaking to Flowtrack's legal team. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say that. Actually. Yeah. Well, but, you don't have to speak on it further, but that's wild to me. It's crazy. What I've learned about Flowtrack or, you know, all that this year is they are a lot bigger than I thought they were. I thought they were just like massive. a tiny Those little sports. team. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, but evidently they are. Yeah. On um, the hunt. Cause I, I know like, I mean, if, if you look at like, uh, I guess maybe around like 2010 when the internet actually became like a problem legally, you know, you saw like decisions that the NFL made, the, N the NBA made and the uh, MLB made. And the NBA was just like, anything we make, y'all can do whatever you want with it. Okay. And I think the NFL was kind of like, had like a middle ground, but the MLB took the opposite direction. They were just like, Hey, yeah, you, you can't to. use my footage yeah. at all. And I guess fast forward 10 ish years, 11 years, you know, you can see the NBA is one of the fastest growing sports in America yeah. and the MLB is on the opposite. So that was that one decision of saying like, Hey, like we're the only one that's ones that can put out content. It kind of like shot themselves in the foot. Cause people like you, people like me, people like Sidious can just promote the hell out of them for free, yeah. you know? And that's, that's really what it is. We're not trying to like profit off of it. We're trying to like just promote the yeah. sport. Yeah. I, I agree. I, all my knowledge of basketball is from Instagram. Yeah, like, <laughs> exactly. So and how much do you I know love basketball. MLB? Uh, Jose Canseco. He's literally the only name I can think of. Or Babe Ruth <laughs> or something. Retired for yeah, like thirty years. years. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty funny. That is Probably because Riff Raff made a song about him. He also like boxed some like. Uh, yeah, dude, he's weird. Barstool. He got. Yeah. He got yeah. knocked out. Didn't he got, wait? He got Jose Canseco got knocked out. Yeah, he bought. He boxed this like. Yeah, he did. What? I didn't know that. Well, yeah, it, it was a pretty lame fight, honestly. Well, that's um, still pretty great. I know. <laughs> he, he looks like an action figure. I know. Um, well, but but also, I guess, you know, first post of 2017, um, why did you start Trackstuff? 
Well, oh no, I, I can't. Right, it actually started as an Ingebrigtsen fan page, really back in the day. Really, obviously, <laughs> really. Obviously, I'm a massive track and field geek, but I loved Jakob Ingebrigtsen and the Ingebrigtsens. Because uh, I didn't think of anything of it at the time, but then, like after a month, I was like, "Yeah, I probably shouldn't. I should probably shouldn't do this and actually do something proper." So I, um, <laughs> I started trying to like, you know, I just thought it'd be cool to share some stuff. And I think one of the first reasons why I did start it was like maybe get to a point where I can promote my own Instagram and get a sponsor yeah. or something. Um, and now, obviously, I think really February or January of last year is when I sort of started really getting into it. And nice. the, ever since then, it's been about pushing the sport forward as, as everyone likes to say everyone likes yeah. to say yeah. but yeah that's the reason I, I know like like a lot of your your posts you have are kind of like you know like you you know you can like like repost from somebody else and you maybe have your own thing and it's almost like three posts in one yeah was i've literally never seen that before i think it's a really good idea and it there's a lot of it, uh it just it sucks value the attention. in each one of the yeah what, what made you decide to do that it was just one of those just like experimenting this works let's keep doing it I think the first the first reason I wanted to do it is obviously there's not really a platform where you can like search like the best running drills or like yeah. any news in like a bite-sized format. So it was sort of showcasing some news or some drills or some tips in like a easy digestible format. And also the algorithm supports it a lot because people save yeah. it, share it and comment. So that's another reason as well. Um, so I'd be lying if I didn't say it was an alg- algorithm as well. And also- I just think it's cool. I mean, I think things. that's also, I mean, a great marketing tactic. Like you knew that that yeah. stuff was going to hit the and, algorithm. And because, you know, another thing, I think the number one thing on Instagram and really all social media, all they care about is, is, is when you scroll to something, there's a timer in the back that goes off immediately and it knows how long are you looking at this post. And so when you have these multiple kind of like posts in one, you're kind of forcing the algorithm to say like, uh, okay, these people are swiping. And, you know, looking at each picture for a certain amount of time, going to the caption, reading this, it's kind of like tricking the algorithm to saying like, hey, this post is captivating, you know, although maybe, maybe it's not, but it kind of like tricks the algorithm and thinking like, you know, like there's just so much to this. Let's put it out to everybody's feed. Yeah. Yeah. Well. And also saves are like really powerful because it makes Instagram believe that people who save it are going to go back on the app just to look at a later date. Sure. So then it's like reinviting people to, but I, I'm a big Instagram algorithm geek. So I could talk I'm about that. I'd love to hear about that kind of stuff. I I'm mean, a I TikTok th- algorithm geek. I think I know it's all super the interesting. But... Well, the algorithm never hits because I'm not uh, attractive enough. Neither am I, dude. <laughs> so. Maybe you're like on the ugly side of the algorithm. You're like this guy. Need people need to see how ugly this guy is. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's like I, I'm like I'm like one of those like uh like weird fidget spinner guys that are famous yeah. for like no reason. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Avery, you look like the guy who has that duck or has loads of ducks. Have you ever been told that before? Do you know how? I, I mean? Oh, oh, two turn Tony. Yeah, you look like him. I, that's a huge compliment. That I'm, is a good compliment. Uh, I never noticed that until now. now. He's weird now. Why is he weird? I think he's just trying too hard. Um, but I mean, I, I do during training was one of my, my very first follows. So that's huge. Maybe, maybe that's my next thing. You know? I think it is. Yeah. Hit the algorithm. Hit the algorithm. We'll get some ducks. Yeah. Where we live, we can do literally anything. Nothing matters. So we can get a tiger. We get a tiger. That's any views to turn Avery. <laughs> yeah. Except all you do is just plant in the backyard with your flowers. Yeah. And just <laughs> steal dresses off the side of the road to put more plants in them. Yeah. yeah very turn. That's, that's my other podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right, Alfie, on to the next question. That one was more fruitful than I thought it would be. I agree. This, yeah, this it one, blossomed to quite a conversation. <laughs> I think so. I think so. 
All right. And then we're also going to learn a little, little bit about uh, life in the UK with this one because it's kind of a gamble. On SpongeBob Season 1, episode, in quotes, SB129, end quotes, hiding from SpongeBob, Squidward accidentally freezes himself and wakes up when? Is there SpongeBob in the UK? Yeah, there's SpongeBob pop. Squidward freezes himself. We don't really expect you to get this one, so this is a this was a freebie. Um, Avery asked me. It's the me trippiest if it, episode of he, all time. He asked me if it was too much, and I said nothing. It's too much. He did. Yeah. So he freezes himself, and, and he's like he's up. like sort of in an elevator, just kind of like, but he's saying this word over and over. Oh, I, I don't know. I'm, I feel like I'm a failure for getting too no, 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 wrong. No, 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 no. It's, it's, it's the trippiest episode of all. Yeah, he's like future. Future. Yeah. Does that ring a bell? No. All right, it's a bad question. No. <laughs> it's a bad question. Don't blame yourself. <laughs> it was a bad us. question. See, okay. So, Squidward actually wakes himself two, two, 2,000 years in the future. Everything's chrome, if you've heard that. Everything's chrome. <laughs> and then, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's where that's from. That's where that's from. That's that episode. So, anyways. Wow. So, yeah, we're reached. That was a reach. I'm sorry. It's fun. So he wakes up in the future. And when we want to ask you, Tracks to okay. Let's let's throw realism out the window. Okay, you have a team of a hundred people doing anything you say. You don't have to pay them at all. Where is Tracks to ten years in the future? Throw you know, forget realistic stuff. Like what's what's the dream? What's the dream? I feel like being the bigger than flow track is probably the main dream, just out of spite. Uh, but obviously, <laughs> other than that, okay. I, I, I think it'd be cool to have like a, a league of teams. I think that's the biggest thing that the sport needs. And then other than that. Just everything running, because I just obsessed with running. So like, I feel like everything to do track and field, covering everything, sort of like the ESPN type of thing, um, and just doing a lot more interviews and podcasts and stuff. Really, yeah, I just yeah. so much content, just like a build a content empire. I guess I love is what that. I'd say. What do you think that that league would look like? How would that structure look? So I think it'd go from like the external part of obviously in the US you have colleges, and then after college, unless you're a pro correct me if I'm wrong it doesn't really there's not really much progression but, no. but there's still a lot of high <laughs> quality athletes yeah so just like structured teams whether that's related to like LA Lakers had a track and field team yeah because uh, in Spain they do that and I think it's really cool like Barcelona has a track and field team stuff like that oh, and have like really? a league of like a national league of all the teams obviously in the US it'd be like eastern conferences and stuff like in basketball and then sort of have like a world lead like qualifiers and stuff like that i think that'd be really cool have, have you uh do you watch f1 at all or do you know anything about f1 yeah i'm, I'm quite a big fan of f1 yeah so recently I, I started watching that netflix documentary drive to survive and like the similarities i see from that and running just kind of like it, it really like makes me almost like fantasize about you know this league you're talking about because right now the big thing that's killing it is to be a track fan you have to like be ready for anything you know, yeah. you know, Bowerman Track Club, they, oh, apparently they ran a time trial and ran yeah, these yeah, the same yeah, times. Yeah. That's kind of unexpected. I couldn't really get hype about that. You can't really profit off of that because they did it while nobody's knowing, yeah. you know? And there's two people watching. Yeah, there's just yeah. like no structure. You know what I'm saying? And so I think like what you're thinking, and then we've talked about maybe like, like the UFC, we have little races, but you know, high stuff like F1, maybe a 20 series circuit where each team is it's, it's pretty privatized it's not like the nba where there's like rules of who a player you can have it's just like who has the most money but you know it kind of evens itself out yeah it's such a competitive i sport. mean i also think there's like very very few contracts that come out of the united states like college system like there's maybe like eight or nine people getting like major contracts every yeah. year 
but there's so many people that continue to do it just on their own dime. And there's so many, you know, competitive and talented people who just aren't getting that shot yeah. who end up going to these meets and like running super fast. Yeah. Like smaller meets. So, I mean, if you could have an opportunity for them to be on a team, that would be great. For sure. Um, and, and another thing about the uh, following up on, I guess the dream of, um, you know, making tracks to huge um, instead of going back to the, you know, what we talked about in the DMS a bit, um, you're doing yep. a lot right now. You know what I mean? Um, you know, you're DMing people, posting content, doing the podcast. Um, you know, maybe you're spreading yourself too thin, I guess. Kind of what's the, uh, how are you kind of like handling like this just volume of, you know, things you're putting on yourself and uh, I guess going forward with it? Not very well at the minute. Um, <laughs> going forward, I, I'd say just getting people around you who know what they're doing. Like, yeah. um, I'm currently, well, I started by coaching this guy and he's, I'm going to call him the writer because he hates it when I just call him the tracks writer, but he writes a few articles. So I'll just call him that. But he's like doing quite a lot of like back end stuff, like reaching out for some brand deals. He's also writing articles and interviewing people. It's just getting people doing little segments, I think, really, and then building from there. Like I know Ben Crawford, for example, has someone who edits the magazine with him. Just Man. like getting people. But then the problem is paying those people when you're not monetizing. Sure. It's just a passion so, sport, right? Yeah, now. I think it, you have to like have people buy into what it could be initially. Um, I think that's it's kind of the way hard. that I mean, I have like a, a clothing brand that sells in like a big big box store, but we don't have enough money to like pay people a ton of money to do anything. It's like, hey, this is what I want to do, and I think it could be cool and it could be profitable, but you know, and you can have input in this. At you know, this is our thing. We're not controlled by any bigger entity, so you know, we can work on this together and then hopefully make it big. And I think people will buy in and want to put hours right. in at that point. Cause yeah. Cause I guess like spreading myself, that, that was something I kind of like suffered from big time um, kind of in the, in like, after I graduated, I don't, you know, I'm sure I've talked about this, but when, you know, like I, I had running and then um, I also had work and then the fire for like making TikTok and producing content and making many videos for this podcast was just like the flame was gigantic in a sense, but you know, there's, I guess, you know, fuel to that fire. And at some point that, that fuel runs out. And I guess like kind of like the bigger the fire is, the faster it's going to run out. And so like, I didn't really, I've never really burned out like super hard like that. So I was thinking like, I can just do this forever. I can just live these three lives and keep it going. But um, you kind of, at some point I found myself, you know, kind of out of fuel and it was tough. So, um, you know, I mean, you, you're not going to regret it. You're not going to regret putting all this work in. There's no way. Because exactly, what you're yeah. doing is absolutely incredible. But, you know, I mean, working smarter, maybe, you know, I know it's hard to reach out to people saying like, hey, I'm not going to pay you, but let's do this fun thing, you know, but that's something I kind of wish I did. Yeah. I think the, the key, like, I think this is where it's easier to be in the US or like, for example, being like in Oregon or Boulder or Flagstaff, for sure. that you could go out and just film content with the so many yeah. runners out there. Whereas in the UK, I've got to travel over an hour to find one person and that's if they want to film yeah. and then there's like you know there's not many big named athletes in the uk who aren't training in the us so the return on that probably wouldn't be sure. it would cost me more to travel there than actually make from youtube ad, ad revenue or something yeah so it, it's tricky here but like definitely trying to you know maybe reach out to someone who lives near an athlete and go hey can you film this content for us i think that's the way to go and sort of sure. find people who are passionate about the sport and just do it for the love of it because I guess that's where, well, at least I started. Like, I've never made that much money. I've, I've, I've never make, made any money from tracks, so technically. Yeah. So it's like, 
I'm just doing it because I love it. Uh, yeah. And obviously the end goal is yeah. to make money so then you can do more. Sure. Exactly. It's pretty you hard. Reinvest. Yeah, you got to use uh, code RTC for 10% off <laughs> <of the> performance. <laughs> um, have you ever been to the US? No. Actually, I'm, I'm supposed to have come out next month. Oh, really? Uh, to go. Well, I, me and Ben have been talking about it and I was going to go out for the trials and oh, the nationals. We'll, um, we'll be there. We'll be there. But our trials are early June, so I can't. Uh, so I'm wanting to come out for when the Olympics is on and sort of, you know, I feel like it'd be a cool environment to be out there when the Olympics is on. So yeah, hopefully sure. in the August. But yeah, closest I've been to the US is the St. Lucia, which is in the Caribbean. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. getting there. Balling. Definitely some so, sprinting going on there. Yeah. Um, yeah, all <laughs> one running track and one airport that it's got there. I think it was a grass running track, actually. But Yeah, a lot of them are down there. It's pretty wild. Mm-hmm. But they produce the Caribbean produces some pretty serious sprinters, um, which, is, which is awesome. Yeah, like how Trinidad and Tobago, Trinidad, like, yeah, is that right? Trinidad, oh yeah, like, like break three, and their population's like the size of Marietta. Yeah, I know. know it's wild. I mean, the girl <laughs> that I was just up. on the team with at UGA just is from the Caribbean and won the Olympic gold in the 400 against Allison Felix in 2016. <laughs> what up? Yeah, I was like, okay, it's pretty <laughs> wild to know that. Um, she's like a queen in her in her yeah yeah i saw her when i was like back at school and i and when i before i transferred i saw this video of her just like queen waving at this like big meet they had i was like this is insane like we live very different lives anyways all right for this third question um it says millionaires make up 30 percent of this european country it is also the mostly dense it is also the most densely populated country in the world based on its size what is it monaco oh, monaco. oh yeah. you did it yes yeah. monaco <laughs> and uh so we, we we wrote this script for this like a few months ago because we almost did this podcast earlier um, yeah. and i wanted to talk to you about the monaco diamond league that's okay i'd happily like, talk about that <laughs> an absolute that's like an absolute dream I think for everybody, and even like you know, as I said, I was watching the F one thing on Netflix. Monaco is like a huge meet there. Yeah. It just gives me the chills. So, what's it? Yeah, what's it like? Like, what, what what makes it different than other track meets? I think how close you can get to the athletes, because obviously Monaco, there's one way into Monaco and there's one way out of Monaco. So like, it's it's its own little, obviously country, but it's it's like the size of, literally smaller than a city, really. Like it's tiny. Yeah. Um, so you just see athletes like on the street which I think is really cool. Like during the days leading up and the days after, you just see all these athletes. And before you enter the stadium, we queued out. I'm not sure if it's normally like this, but because of COVID protocol, you just athletes walked past you getting warmed up. And like people, the fans there love it. And I feel like, because a lot of Europeans can travel like quite easily from like Italy, other places. There's so many, there's such a dynamic, diverse amount of fans there. Like the love for the sport is just crazy. Like the atmosphere was ridiculous. And I think that's probably what makes it different is like everyone knows someone's coming to Monaco to run really fast. Yeah. And everyone just gets so hyped about that. Like it's, yeah, it's absolutely crazy. Probably best every, day of my life. Really? Cause everyone always <laughs> yeah, says like probably. Monaco is like, uh, is like, Oh, it's the fastest track in the world. But I guess it could just because, you know, you just have that, just the energy of, you know, noise from the fans, you know, which is obviously can make you run fast. <laughs> yeah. I, I think, I think the pressure and the fact that everyone goes there to run fast as well definitely helps. But like the fans get so hyped. Like Monaco, it's it was like COVID didn't exist in Monaco as well. It was really strange yeah. when we went. Like there was no one with like masks on apart from in the stadium. We had to wear them in the stadium because obviously it was televised. 
But like, oh yeah, Monaco is amazing. And just the atmosphere in the South of France in general is absolutely amazing. And the weather is quite nice as well. So Yeah, I remember when Nick Simmons was on the podcast, he was talking about how like if if anybody should like learn about how to run a track meet, it'd be at Monaco because they like do like sports betting and there's like they do sports, yeah, yeah. It's just there's beer, there's food, there. It's just like a it's like a real sporting event. Um, and obviously, no, and, and people no, go and run three twenty six in the fifteen. It's pretty yeah. wild. <laughs> yeah, I mean that definitely helps the sort of event marketing, doesn't it? When you've got Chariot and Jakob running three twenty eight this year, yeah. European yeah. record. Um, yeah, but but after the event, this is how like um like inclusive it is with everyone like we were walking back to the train and sebco was walking in front of us with one security guard and his daughter walking to his yacht so rory rory knows seb from like racing at the world cross and stuff she just went up to him and went hi seb and he just said oh hi and we just had like a little chat which wow. is weird and like we spoke to carson warholm jimmy gracia um I, I can't remember like we went up to obviously we spoke to craig so it's like it was yeah really That's strange cool. environment I mean, that's great. I mean, I think that helps so much. Like, you know, NBA players go and sign autographs after the game and they're doing that kind of stuff. I mean, that's pretty cool. Also, a cool fact about Sebco is there's a rumor actually where we ran today at Lowwater Park. There's like this mile loop around uh, the lake. And there is supposedly a video of him uh, in the early 90s, like doing mile repeats around that lake at Lowwater. Do you know that? Yeah, you told me it's like a hundred times. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I just think <laughs> I just think it's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, no, it's so cool. Um, I I, yeah. I can one up that. I uh I went to the same school as Seb. Um, oh really? You went to Sheffield or high school? Yeah, so he went to a, a school called a high school called Tapton. He went to Loughborough College or University, but he yeah, went. Yeah. He lived in Sheffield, um, and he went to Tapton, and he did a lot of a lot of his training. I'd, I've seen videos. And I don't know how he trained on it because it's literally like. You do an 800 meter reps up like a, a solid incline, and it's just yeah. like I don't understand how he, he's just built different. I think. He's, I, I think. What, what were his high school different. PRs? Do you know? Well, I don't know. I, I think that's one of the sad things. Like, he went to my school, and I I didn't. You wouldn't know he went to your school unless you were new running. Wow. So wow. I I don't know what his PRs were in high school. Something that's fast, I'm nice. guessing. I'm just assuming they're probably, probably pretty fast. fast. Yeah. One of those guys who runs like 152 in eighth grade, probably. Yeah, well, I mean, at the home of champions or whatever in Eldoret, or yeah, I think it's yeah. in Eldoret, they have like the like the high school PR there, and like their their like high school record is 142. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that is like who? That is insane. Imagine an American high school kid running 142. Especially because like, <laughs> but what people don't understand about Kenya, and the only reason I'm saying this is like, is because my uh. One of my old teammates, Edward Kemboy, you know, came from Kenya, you know, on a NCAA full scholarship and like run like they're like when people people don't understand like like lack of resources. Yeah. Like even like the elite Kenyans, you know, like the NN team or whatever, they like finish their runs and all they, they don't have Gatorade. They don't have these like, you know, like BCAAs or anything. They just have a bunch of liters of like Coca-Cola and soda. Yeah. And that's all they have. And that's like if you're like top tier, you know um and a lot of them like like having you know shoes is is like rare like i know ed would almost like he got his first pair of spikes like after he ran like 47 to 400 with on grass or no, on dirt, dirt on dirt dirt with his he had his yeah. foot taped yeah and ran yeah. 47 and also like days of working on the farm yeah you know? so, pretty wild so 
the, the Kenyan grind is, is it's as cool as it, you know. Yeah. If you want to feel privileged about your running anything in, yeah, anything, but especially you're running in a first world country, read the book, the sports gene. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's a lot about, um, the Kenyan athletes. So there was a guy, have you heard, have you read it? Yeah. I was actually just looking for it around my room because it's somewhere close by, but yeah, I've read that. In fact, that's, I don't want to lie. That's the first actual book I read like outside of school. Oh, really? Yeah. It's great. I think if I'm remembering correctly, there was a, a guy in there who was like asking the author for food after like a track workout. And the guy had run like 10 miles there. He'd run like a 10 mile workout. I was going to run 10 miles back. There you go. There it is. And, uh, they were like, well, he was like, what, what is your like 5k PR? He's like 1306 or yeah. something. And the guy like didn't have food. I, like, yeah, it, it, it really it makes you, it humbles the fuck out of you. Yeah. <laughs> Especially with like, Oh, like I have running water. That's not a big deal. It's a big deal. Yeah. It's you a know? huge deal. All sorts we were stuff. talking about Iowa state, uh, where Ed went today on the run. Yeah. Yeah. Saying they're a very big uh, contributor too. Yeah. Doing a lot there. of good. All right. Um, Okay, do you want to read the next one because you wrote it? Yeah. Are you ready for this one? This, you, you can yeah. tell the difference between my questions and Zane's questions pretty easily. <laughs> All right. They seem slightly easier. Look a bit crazier. A lot more yeah, mental gymnastics. Crazier. Yeah, a lot of crazier. Uh, <laughs> being able to grow 47.6 inches in a 24-hour time frame and the first plant to re-green after the atomic class in Hiroshima. What plant is this? Bamboo. Nice. Correct. Correct. So bamboo is the fastest growing plant in the world, and you're the fastest growing track page in the world. And I kind of already touched on this of you know your style of format, but uh, you know, as I you know, kind of like we touched on this, but but like to narrow it down, like what fuels the fire, and like what what do you think has contributed to your growth compared to all the other um, track pages out there? Topless Lopez Long pictures definitely help. <laughs> he is very ripped. He is. He would beat Jose Canseco in a fight. Oh, yeah. I'd say maybe the, the most, like, times we've had the most engagement in, like, a week was, like, the first time we got over, like, a million impressions in a week was when we do, like, a contest of, like, choose between a different athlete. And, like, it was, like, who's your favorite athlete type of thing. And it, it, just getting the athletes to, like, interact with it. And I think that's probably the biggest grower just trying to be like really interactive, like what's happening in the running world and just trying to keep up with trends and stuff, I guess. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, topless Lopez among pictures definitely is probably Good. higher. <laughs> I'm, glad. I'm actually going to, once we get off this, that's all I'm going to do. I'm just going to start posting topless. Topless pictures. Photos. Yeah. Get that a million impressions. Yeah. yeah. I can also tell just from this that you truly love running and I, I can really, really appreciate that. So I think that, you know, uh, and also just from running a business standpoint, I know Avery's kind of been in the thick of it. I was in the thick of it for years trying to grow a business. Um, so just, or just like a brand, it doesn't even have to be a business, a profitable thing, just like getting people to like something. Uh, and I can tell that you have a big, you know, heart for running and all that. So that's pretty cool. And you said it was the best day of your life to be at a track meet. I think that that pretty much sums it up. So yeah, well, Jakob Ingebrigtsen stuck his thumb up at me. So I guess I can't really... <laughs> that's probably the best thing that's ever happened have you, to me. Have you seen uh, all of the, the Ingebrigtsen uh, reality show? Yeah, I feel like I know Norwegian at this point, to be honest. Yeah, like, I, I was telling that. Avery, I've, I've watched a lot of it. It's like, but I have no idea what they're saying the whole time. I'm just like, yeah, that workout looks insane. <laughs> just, it's just like just how long good, it's always he's angry. been running fast. Well, I mean, his sister's going to be even better. Like, which is weird. Like his sister's, I think, I'm pretty sure at the minute now is actually on a better trajectory than him. What which are his is sister's weird to think PRs? About. I know that in the show, like at least a, like a season or two ago, she was like super small. 
So. Yeah, she she wasn't actually that good like in the last season. But I don't know what her PRs are, but I've heard from Matt Ramsden that she was doing a threshold workout in, I can't remember which country, maybe maybe at Bislett or she was basically doing a treadmill threshold workout at 320s per kilometre. Oh my and God. She is, is, that's like 540 pace? No, that's 520s. Yeah, 520. 520. That's insane. And she's, she's what, 15, 14? She's 14. I'm pretty sure. And she follows us on Instagram as well, which is pretty Hell cool. Oh my God. That's wow. insane. I wish you would have not told me that workout. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, ooh, she. Also, the Ingerbergsons do so much work on the treadmill. That just seems so monotonous. They do like a lot of volume on the treadmill. Oh, yeah. At least it seems like. Um, yeah, anyways. an over the top amount. I, I know everything about Ingerbergsons training. So if you ever want to talk about that. Just... <laughs> All right. Well, for the listeners, give us like the, the rundown of like the base philosophy. What do, you, what do you think that is? Okay. So a lot of it is, I was corrected by Tom Schwartz when he, we did a podcast with him because I was trying to say how his dad's philosophy. It's the Norwegian scientist philosophy, but it's basically a lot of threshold work, like double threshold days, pretty much twice a week at least. So four threshold sessions a week. Um, and then other than that, really, it's hills on a Saturday. So they do sort of hill efforts at VO2 max, uh, like 200 meter hill reps, jog back down recovery. But a lot of, I think they double every day, uh, seven days a week and run, wow. run 120 to 130 miles. I'm pretty sure Jakob said he last did it. Um, and he was on a podcast recently where he believes you've got to train in super shoes as much as possible to run as fast as possible. Even though he does a lot of controlled work on Mondays and Wednesdays. So on his easy days, he gets in spikes and just strides which I found. So he basically does Monday, he does strength, easy runs and spike strides. Tuesday does threshold sessions. Wednesday he does easy runs, strength, spike strides. Thursday he does threshold sessions. Friday, I think he just does like 15K and 15K. Saturday he does hills or depending on what time of season it is, he might do like some quicker 1500 meter pace stuff. And I think on Sunday, Sunday's a bit weird. Sometimes he just does 20K and then sometimes he does 15K, 15K. So okay. obviously... There's variances of that training, but that's basically sure. what I've got wow. like from extensive research. And a lot of our followers are Norwegian, so they always send me stuff and translate it, which is pretty cool. Oh, really? Um, that's cool. So yeah, that's that's yeah. his training. So it kind of <laughs> explains why he's so good. I was gonna say, yeah, that's a that's a lot of work. Yeah. Uh, and I think they're like pretty pretty freaking famous in in Norway because I know that when that he won the European champs, I think we've talked about this a million times, but. It was like 89% of Norway tuned in to watch that. Like, I thought that was so cool. That is insane. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, if you can train in super shoes as much as possible, you're probably getting free super shoes. <laughs> you, that, don't, you think he's getting yeah. free super shoes? <laughs> I think probably. That's an expensive, uh, that's an expensive hobby. It is. <laughs> that is true. But I actually started doing that and I'm kind of regretting it because I've already, I've already, I'm already down on a pair of vapor flies. So oh really? Bank account's not looking very nice after yeah. that purchase. I, I have a pair of alpha flies and vapor flies upstairs, but I'm like every time I'm like thinking about using them, I'm like, ooh, I got like I don't have a lot of time on these things. So but but then on the flip side, um, because that's very like Western philosophy. And then, you know, as we we're talking about, you know, Kenya, I feel like for every argument of like, oh, you need to do like take BCAAs, use super shoes, there's like, well, there's a Kenyan out there running way faster than you and like he's running on flip-flops yeah but also that that is true i think there's probably an ambition to get out of that situation which probably helps fuel the fire and also being born at ten thousand feet probably helps yeah yeah 
I train with a Kenyan and he takes like, he doesn't run. He didn't run for like four months in lockdown and says, oh yeah, it'll just take me a, a month to get back to fitness. And <laughs> he'll go so out and run like a 148. And it's, Ed it's just Kimboy, weird. He hadn't run in a long time. He goes, just give me two workouts. And he was like, <laughs> totally back. I was like, that's so crazy. That's um, crazy. All right. Well, on to the last question. You've been doing pretty good so far. You've gotten <laughs> bamboo, Monaco. Yeah, so no, you're not been and doing pretty first, good. You're not been first, doing well, good. Well, the first two were impossible. Yeah, the first two might have been impossible. <laughs> okay, you're doing good. All right, we decided. Ready I'm for it? Excited. Yeah, I'm ready. This one might be. This one might be a bad one too. We'll find out. All right. <laughs> just, just, just note that Avery wrote all the bad ones. <laughs> Barack Obama and Bruce Springsteen teamed up this past year in an unlikely fashion to produce what? Barack Obama, Bruce Springsteen. To form what? Well, was it a, like a, a, an album of some sort? <laughs> an album of sorts, maybe. An it's a, there's sorts. audio involved. There's an album of sorts. Podcast. Yes. yes. <laughs> it's a podcast. That wasn't impossible. That wasn't impossible. But when I said it, I was like, that's a U.S. president and a, a, a U.S. US. Yeah, yeah, you're right. We're, yeah, there's a lot of U.S. stuff. <laughs> well, to be fair, though, from the U.K., like, all we really get of, like, U.S. news is Barack Obama's good, Donald Trump's bad. That's literally what we've had, like, in the last 10 years. Really? So I will about, say that is correct. You, you, know, <laughs> you know who Bruce Springsteen is, right? Was that born in the U.S.A. singer person? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I only know him because of Grown Ups 2, where Adam Sandler dresses up as him as <laughs> like a party. Here we go. So well, they have grown a Grown Ups 2. <laughs> I saw that at the drive-in. You did? Yeah. You, you, are you a fan of the drive-in theater? Yes. Really? Big fan. I think it's, like, annoying. Why? Because you, you at the time... You, dri- you just have to, like, drive, and then, like, the sound goes you, through there, and it's just, like... You can get two movies for $5. Theater. I'd rather be in a theater. You can get two movies well, for $5. I can get, you can, I can bring get, a grill. You can grill out and have your girl. Or I could get, like, a million movies for $0 at my house. How is that for zero dollars? Explain that to me. I go www.freemovies.xyz. <laughs> <laughs> I get my free movies. All right. And, well, I, and I cook out in my living room. Next make, to my laptop with a bunch what of are you pop-up eating? ads coming what up. What do you eat? Yeah. <laughs> Every time you want to put the volume up, there's an ad. That yeah. Up. It redirects me to a page. <laughs> you want $8 million. Yeah. <laughs> Girls in your area tonight. Um, so podcast. What's the best guest you've ever had? That's a tricky question. What, like, if I asked you that, how would you be able to answer? Just, yeah. just first of all. Who do you think? Uh, it's a tie between I, I Craig Angle's podcast is my favorite. I had so much fun. I think that was good. Yeah, I had so much fun on the Craig Angle's podcast. You stole my answer. Um, <laughs> Craig Angle's is definitely up there because he was our first podcast, and I feel like it's kind of mad to get Craig Angle's on the first yeah. podcast when, uh, wow. Jordan Guzman was definitely a personal highlight from like okay. speaking to him afterwards, like. He was a really good podcast. But if I have to pick a favorite, oh, I don't know. Just based on the episode, not like, you know. Okay. Sam Parsons, his episode is really good because he spoke a lot about like mindfulness and like training mentality and stuff like that. But I'm going to have to give it to Tom Schwartz just because he was a coach. And I think that's pretty cool. That's true. That, yeah, we've never had a coach. Yeah, we haven't had a coach. Um, Tom, I've listened to a couple of Tom Schwartz stuff. Like, how do you do you do you understand like his training philosophies and stuff? I guess what what is that even what is it called? Critical that, velocity. Is yeah, that critical velocity. velocity. CV. Yeah. 
Yeah, I've done many CV posts in in my in my tracks of days. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think I get it. I'd probably he'd probably tell me I'm wrong though, but it's like just 30, 30 minutes, like what you can run for thirty minutes, pretty much. Uh, yeah, supposed to improve oxidative capacity of muscle fibers, and uh, it also helps mechanics of like simulate racing. Apparently, works better than threshold. Apparently. Um, I think that's his methodology. So yeah, sorry, I'm a bit of a geek again. I waffle. No, I like that. Yeah, I, I, you were like, I think I understand it, and you were like, it helps with the <laughs> oxidation of <laughs> yeah. muscle fibers. You get it. You understand. <laughs> yeah, because I, I it's not to quite it. the laws of thermodynamics, though. No. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't, I have not. Again, when I write those questions, the I know the answer one percent of the time. Yeah, <laughs> um, um, but um, I, I guess have you have you ever like kind of like uh, had any podcast where the guest is like almost like asleep and trying to like drag stuff out of them? <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. I'm, I, oh no, I can't say that though. Like, we no, don't say who it is. I'm not going to single anybody out. Yeah, but I do. Since we're both podcasters, this is something I think we can relate on. When sometimes you get a podcast guest on, and he looks like he or she, he or she. He or she is, might be just absolutely just asleep, and uh, you know you just have to like really, uh, really. Just oh, if I, I can say someone, like Ben Crawford's done it before. Like I've tried filming podcasts with Ben Crawford, and we've just been like trying to have a conversation. And we're like, yeah, just like he just starts chatting away. So, but Ben Crawford actually, and I'm happy to say that because he'll he'll probably agree with me. Is that someone go. I can say? There you go. <laughs> but but yeah, and, and that really like like puts you to the test absolutely puts you to the test of, of podcasting and, and people don't understand like podcasting it, it is talking it is the easiest form of media in my opinion that you can do um but also like it it really takes some skill when sometimes you get that guest who just for whatever agreed to it but like doesn't want to be there maybe he's asleep and you just have to like carry the conversation yeah you're like and what else about this and yeah, yeah it's like <laughs> have one story yeah just available. get yes or no yeah 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 um yeah I- I wouldn't, I, I probably think of a few more, but I actually can't remember. Uh, there's definitely been a few where I've been like, oh God, I, I want a podcast to end right now. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, I won't say it. Well, I'm not going to, no, I'm not going to say it. Anyways, we'll just move on. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I love being a tricky territory. <laughs> yeah, I, know. I was going to say, you can kind of tell how good the podcast is or how good the conversation is based on the length of the podcast. Yeah. 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 You're true. like, why is this one 20 minutes shorter than the other yeah. one? Yeah. <laughs> you now you probably know why um all right well since we did write this uh about a month i don't even remember a month or so ago um i can't uh, i can't find who sent this fan question in Fuck, we didn't plug the number avery uh, the number is 646-780-9218 that is 646-780-9218 please call Leave a voicemail, send a text, let us know what you want to talk about. Running, dating, food. Podcasting. Podcasting. Uh, critical velocity. Critical velocity and uh, flowers. Yeah. Avery talks to me a lot about flowers. I, I for, for whatever reason, I kind of hit that point in quarantine. And I, I think life. a lot of other, yeah, maybe in life, where I just woke up one day and I was like, I don't want to play video games anymore. And I went outside and I got in my car and I went to Home Depot and bought like 800 plants, 
brought them back <laughs> and they're my they're the, the reason i wake up every day literally avery and i went to home depot was that last week i was there for like an hour and yeah like, and he was just telling me he's like well these perennials and these and i was just like oh my <laughs> god <laughs> i mean i like it i like when you have more than one passion i think that's great it's true to spread your passion but out for me i'm just gonna wake up one day and be like I don't care anymore. That's exactly how I am. Yeah. I'm like, I'm so, I'm like, dude, I love this thing. And I'm like, the next day I'm like, well, I don't really feel like doing that yeah. today. <laughs> um, anyways. All right. So I don't know who wrote this. I don't know who sent this. We don't have an area code, anything, but, and also I, I kind of paraphrased it when I did write it down. So I expanded upon it myself. This is not the exact question that was sent in, but it's very reminiscent of that question. So it says, have you guys ever had or seen a mishap during a race, like being hit by a deer, had a shoe fall off, or have to use the bathroom? Let me know. Uh, well, I mean, I've seen a few people, like, have poo coming out of the shorts, like, towards the end of a race. Like, that's oh, happened before. Very good. Um, both at the same race, actually, in a different year, though. Oh, really? Wow. The poo race. Yeah. Poo and <laughs> th there was once, this was actually in the race, but basically, I'm sure there's many of these, actually, but, like, one of them was like it was at books which is our version of uh national cross country uh okay. like in the um not as big but it's probably the best the closest going to get um the toilet queue there's like two portaloos and bear in mind these are races of like hundreds and maybe thousands oh, of people yeah. <laughs> like, the, the whole woods was just people squatting down to go to the toilet like everywhere. <laughs> anywhere. I had to run about half a mile to go to the toilet um, from the, away from the start line. That's um, awesome. Oh, my gosh. We were sort of talking about that today on the run because Avery, uh, he – if so, here's – Go Avery, for it. Go yeah. for it. Let me have it. Let Anyways, have it. Avery, we started running. We're running eight, and he was like, I'm going to have to go to the bathroom at some point. Just letting you know, at some point, I have to go to the bathroom. I said, all right, well, they changed these trails over here, so there's no trees. You can't go to the bathroom over there anymore because they're redoing those trails, so – I'll take you to this other trail set where it's a lot more wooded. He's like, cool. We'll go over there. Literally. I'm taking him to the trail set. We're not even at, we're not even at the trail set yet. He's like, I got to go now. <laughs> and he like pulled over on like the public part of the trail. And he's, it wasn't that public. It wasn't that public, it wasn't that public. but it's the only place where people would have been walking. No, we were in the woods. I, I've done Dude, this. I've seen I people. do this three times a day. I mean, but I Avery was hanging like a guilty. freaking monkey off of the <laughs> off of the tree over the river, dude. Looking crazy. All right, I don't know what Zane's talking about. <laughs> I don't know what Zane's talking about. Um, I do actually. That was last week when I was running there. I saw I ran. I saw a girl pooping. You told there. That last yeah, I know. <laughs> that was the same trail. Um, so you got caught. Anyways, uh, Zane's just he's ain't making stuff up. I'm not making anything up. Um, we can edit that out if you feel what I, don't know, that I was hanging from a tree <laughs> over a river pooping. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, well, I know the, like the one big crazy, the craziest thing that happened, I think I've talked about on the podcast before, um, was in 2014, I was running an 8k at the university of Georgia at their equestrian complex. And I didn't see this happen. So I was in the front group, dude, but in, <laughs> in the, in the back group, um, at the equestrian complex, there was a horse that was like, running along with the runners inside like the stable thing where they keep them and then the the, the horse jumped over the fence and started <laughs> running with the people in the race like a 500 pound horse just like i mean that would be pretty scary i i think that'd be scary yeah i think that'd be scary so get yourself together uga that's why i transferred because of that race the horse i was like <laughs> i can't be on a team where horses are just <laughs> running with us <laughs> running with the buffaloes <laughs> 
running with the uh, thoroughbreds. Oh, man. Um, I've got one more interesting one, if you want to hear it. Well, it's not interesting. It's sort of like a little horror story. Um, we're doing like a mountain race um, in like the late districts. Well, we don't have many mountains in the UK, really. There's mainly just hills, but like there's this mountain race and it's the first ever mountain race I've ever done because it was like, it was probably the easiest way to get an international vest. So I was like, I'll go there, try and get an international vest. Um, turns out I missed it by one spot, but oh, I don't have to speak about that part. Um, <laughs> we won't talk about that. <laughs> and you have to get, you have to run up this mountain, obviously, and you literally run into the peak. And it got to a point where it was really foggy, but it was clouds. Um, so you couldn't really see, probably you could see like a meter left, a meter right. And you were running on this like crickety path. And on the way back, you finished, on the way back down, the, the, the fog had cleared. And there was like a sheer drop either side. And like, you couldn't see it. And like, if, if you stepped like two meters right, yeah. you literally would have fallen to your death. So you were just running along this the whole time without having any idea that it was right there? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's wild. Which, That's insane. Which is it kind of shut me up a bit because it's like literally if I like a mountain race, it's not hard to like trip. And like, if you literally tripped, you probably fallen straight off a cliff. Die. That's crazy. Yeah. That sounds like the Barkley marathon. It does. Uh, so I, I didn't have them, but one just came to my head, which is actually like, I can't believe how I forgot this. So it's footlocker South. You know, that course in North Carolina, mm -hmm. relatively flat, but there's one, there's one hill that oh. kind of goes up and then it comes down and at the right very bottom, it goes to water <laughs> and then it turns right. So I was in the sophomore race. This is my sophomore year. You're a senior just running. <laughs> this was two weeks and ago. And we were going and everyone knows this thing about high school cross country runners is we're all a little off. We're yeah. all a little weird. And this guy who was running right next to me, for some reason, he just liked to run with his eyes closed. It was one of those like visualization. What? He just closed his eyes, opened them every few seconds to see where he was going. But for the most part, he would just it run sounds like with the his most eyes sophomore closed. race. The ever. most sophomore <laughs> South race. Anyway, so we go up this hill, we go down. I mean, it's still the early first part of the race, so we're like picking it up. And so we're running down this hill, and at the very end, there's a little turn and there's a river. In. And so we all go and we all turn and we pick up a lot of momentum. And then this dude with his eyes closed runs. Didn't get the memo, goes straight. And I swear to God, he was like an action movie. Just <laughs> ran off the side of the trail and just, we just sort of splooch. He went right straight into the water? Yeah. I've never, you never told me that. That's actually insane. It's actually insane. You have, to, I mean, that turn is so sharp. It's so sharp. And yeah. this guy just, it was just blasting down the hill <laughs> and ever turns, except he just splooch. Did he finish? I don't remember. I don't remember that part. That would be great. What did you run that race? Do you remember? Do you remember I set the, time? The, the school record that my coach didn't accept. Uh, sophomore record, not the school record. Oh. Uh, I think like 16-11. Nice. Um, which is insane for me as a sophomore. But the day before my coach, because he, he just does this, he had a wheel and he was just going oh, around he, the whole He said course. it was short. And there was officials who were like, dude, it's short, man. Get get off the track <laughs> with the wheel. And he's like, I got to figure out how long it is. <laughs> And it was 200 meters short. 200? Yeah. No way. That course is short. Dude, that makes me feel bad about my high school. It makes everyone feel bad in I, the South because all, all of our PRs are from that course. Not me. Mine's from a different short course. Of a different Because okay, <laughs> um, I ran that race my senior year. I really thought I was going to qualify for Foot Locker. I was like, okay, I feel like I'm going to qualify. And within the first 100 meters, somebody kicked my shoe off. That so happens. I ran at least he didn't run into the river. No, I ran 1540 with one shoe. It's pretty good. Not for not for not for a three mile with one shoe. You with ran 1611, dude. Oh, Let's go out there and do it. <laughs> <All> right, <laughs> McAlpine. Let's do it.
I can't oh, comprehend how fast you run cross country races. Like in the UK, I think my fastest cross country race, like over 5K, is literally probably 17 minutes. Because it's so muddy and hilly, and yeah. you guys yeah. have like goats on the course. <laughs> yeah, everything. Yeah, Team it's breaks. it's a nightmare. One one race, like the nationals, people like got metal impaled in their leg because it was like a puddle, and it was like people like you couldn't see the bottom. It probably went up to like your knee, and then oh people just came God. out with like metal in the leg. It's like there needs to be a lot more visual um, aids aids in the, in the it, UK. Because because over here, although our courses are flat, if there's like a root, someone just spray paint it yellow. Yeah. So I guess if there's uh, underneath water of sword or whatever you have. <laughs> the underwater sword. Yeah. That's yeah, They That's deliberately insane. pick the hardest part to run on as well. Like It's like a deliberate thing. That sounds horrible. That actually makes me never want to run again. Is it, is it the kind of thing where you guys like have this like complex where you're just like, it's harder over here and we think we're better than you. Or it's like, it's real cross country. Or, or do you kind of wish that it was a little easier or, you know, I wish the, I wish we had flat, nice golf course and cross country races. I really do because the miserable, nice flat. (laughs) Yeah. The miserable, like, I think, I think the thing is saying that the harder, they're obviously harder in terms of like, um, like I'd say difficulty of like trying to run a certain speed and they're just miserable because you get so muddy and you can't wash it off. Like half the time you spend like 30 minutes in the shower after trying to wash oh it off. But just ruining I, your plumbing. I'd rather have, I'd rather have races like the US to be honest. Like yeah. My favorite race is one in Spain and that was like on like clay and like it was flat. So yeah, it's miserable. But there's quite a lot of pride in terms of like having hard cross country courses. Yeah. I'd definitely yeah. say yeah. We de- we we hear we definitely hear that for sure over here. Well, our our coach at Georgia Tech, he never took us to easy cross country courses. At least when I was there, he'd always be like, "Did you guys get to go on anything? You were after me." Uh, I mean, for me, like an easy and hard course would be the difference of a hundred spots. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. Because I am a rhythm runner. Some might say I'm a I'm a little bitch. I'm not. <laughs> I just can't do hills. I'm a rhythm runner. I like flat. I'm 6'3". I run like a gazelle. If there's a hill, if there's two hills in the course, I'm I'm on the beat. You're gonna pass out. I'm on the beat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Flat I course, I'm one on the number one spot. I'm our number one, but that's funny. Yeah. Well, again, uh, support the podcast and support a local, not I mean, a local local business. And you know, we chose this. You know, we. This for 50 episodes in, it's not like we haven't gotten sponsor offers before, but this one, we really believe in the product and it's, it's literally, it's a multivitamin and peanut butter, peanut butter, multivitamin. I eat, I it, I eat it off a spoon. Stoke nut butter, use code RTC for 10% off. We would uh, really appreciate it. And you're going to, your body's going to appreciate it. And support Traxta. And it's you, delicious also. You can obviously tell how uh, passionate and enthusiastic Alfie is about the sport. So I know other people who listen to this podcast are as well. So Go ahead and support it. And yeah, Alfie, do you have any closing remarks? Uh, I just want to say Stoke performance need to pay you more because I'm allergic to peanuts and nuts and I even want to eat it. So we'll edit that first. <laughs> yeah. And also uh, Stoke, if you're hearing this, there may be need a, uh, a nut alternative version of your product. How would that, how the hell would that work? You can figure it out. Henry Dwyer from my old buddy from Tim and Elite <laughs> is deathly allergic to peanuts and he's eating. So you want a peanutless nut and seed butter. Okay, well you can figure it out. Grainless, <laughs> okay. dude. Certain grains. You'll be fine. They can figure it out. There's technology these days. All right, all right. How do you think you, you sound like a crazy person? <laughs>
<laughs> oh man maybe i am that's funny maybe i'm a little crazy too to quote my friend jeremy greenwald who lives <laughs> right down the street too. <laughs> all right i love the energy though thank you although I shut don't. up <laughs> <laughs> all right thanks again alfie no no worries at all number 646-780-9218 i just interrupted you <laughs>